this little time that we get together the purpose and the object is simply tazkir tazkir is to remind ourselves remind one another there's a constant reminder that is needed that's all the time in the ayat of the quran sharif Allah Ta'ala says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind, verily, a reminder is beneficial for the believers. It benefits the believers. So the purpose of the deeny gatherings is nothing but tazkir. This deeny reminder. This وَذَكِّرْ the Arabic language the various verbs and their derivatives. So this is the imperative verb, zakir. This is something that is linked to the Arabic language and its various detailed issues. But just, so it's a very technical matter, but we will understand what the gist of it is. That this is derived from the tense from the mudari, which is in Arabic known as the mudari, meaning that word which has the present and the future tense in that verb. Now the Amr and this imperative verb is derived from it. So the message in here is that just as the person is being commanded that remind, meaning now in the present, this has also the future tense in it. And keep reminding in the future as well. The constant reminder now and later that this is forever required. And to the extent that this continuous reminder will take place, to that extent, this will be beneficial for a person. Allah Ta'ala is saying it in the Quran Sharif that it will be beneficial. person might sometimes wonder, the Quran Sharif says, That remind, for the reminder is beneficial for the believers, it benefits them. Sometimes a person might wonder that I have listened to many desired benefits, or that extent of benefit that should be there. If is 100% perfect and whatever Allah Ta'ala has said that is 100% true. But if a person considers within himself that has he by any chance put in any obstacle in the way. The nasihat and the guidance that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif through the wahi, through the revelation that came down to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi the example of all this is like rain. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi sallallahu alayhi gives this example himself. Masali wa masalu ma ba'athani Allahu bihi min al-ilmi wal-huda. Kamasalil ghaythil kathir. That the example of what Allah Ta'ala has given me in terms of the wahi and knowledge and the guidance, 
the example of this is like abundant rain. Now one is rain, what does rain bring? Rain brings down water. Rain is water. And every living thing is dependent on water. Allah Ta'ala says, we created every living thing out of water. So as far as the asbab are concerned, Allah Ta'ala has made it that the on the level of asbab, every living thing is dependent on water. If the rain doesn't come, and if this extends, this drought extends over time, already without the water, a person would be totally, the whole community and the whole place would be in complete parashani, everybody will be in a great agitation, great amount of difficulty. How do we continue with day-to-day life? There's no water. And then if this continues, the water has now stopped, there's no rain, then the ground starts becoming totally dry. And it becomes completely parched and dry, starts cracking up completely. And then you don't see one blade of grass left. Sometimes there's whole tracts of land in places of severe drought. After a period of time, places which were at one time, there were rivers flowing there. It becomes just dry land, just cracked up all over the place, not a single blade of grass, miles on end. So that whole land becomes completely dried. And then over and above that, when that land has dried out, that vegetation now has all stopped growing. So then, number one, there's no vegetation. Together with that, the animals can't feed on anything. So eventually, the animals start perishing. In drought-stricken areas, this is a common factor. So now, insan, he can't survive, as far as asbaba are concerned, he can't survive without water itself. Then without the water, there's no vegetation, nothing grows. And then all the animals start perishing, so his whole food source is gone. His water is gone, his food source is gone as a result of lack of water. So that's the end of insan in terms of asbab. So for his physical existence, he requires this rain all the time, this water. Without the water, there's disaster. And as long as the water is coming, then the ground is getting quenched. And then the ground brings out its vegetation and all the fruit and vegetables and whatever else. And everything is getting nourished. And as a result, everything starts prospering, flourishing. So the same message is being given to us that just as this is the physical side of things, that on the physical side of things, for this human being, for this insan physically, he needs this rain. So likewise, for the spiritual side of insan, which is the more important part of him, because this insan has his physical self, which will one day become dust in the grave. But then he has his spiritual self, his ruh, his soul. That won't die. <laughs> that will continue. It will then be given a different form to exist in, another body to exist in, in Qiyamah. And later on, in Jannat, Allah Ta'ala take us. Oh Allah forbid somebody ends up in Jahannam, he'll be given a different form. But that same soul will be continuing. The body will one day perish. But the soul will be still there. So the more important thing is that which is going to continue, that which is going to now face various situations over time. 
So now this insan, his body, his physical self is dependent on this water. His spiritual self is also dependent on a water. And a more important water. It's the more important part of him. And a more important water. That is the water which Rasulullah described. What Allah Ta'ala has sent me that ilm and hidayat, that knowledge and guidance, the example Nabi Salaam gave, kamasalil ghaythil kathir, like abundant rain. Now just as when this water, this rain stops, this drought comes, when the drought comes, then everything starts dying. Likewise, when the spiritual rain stops, so one is a person is not, he's not taking any, there's not any spiritual rain at all coming. He's not taking himself to any gathering of spiritual rain. He's not part of the talim in the masjid, or talim at home. All this is part of the same tazkir. All this is part of the spiritual rain. There's no talim, there's no tazkir. He's not part of any dini gathering. And sometimes weeks, months will go by. Then perhaps it's the Juma talk only that the person is listening to. And then in that Juma talk also sometimes the person now is so tired from the morning so then it's an ideal time to catch a 40 wings. So it's 40 minutes sometimes that Juma talk, well, it's less than 40 minutes, no, it's 30 wings. But sometimes in that 30 minutes the person takes his 40 wings. So then even that Juma talk has gone without any Tazkir being taken. Tazkir was being given but at that time the person was now physically present, but heart and mind were somewhere else. As a result, days, weeks, months go by without this rain. Now when there's no rain, there's drought. When there's drought, things start drying up. So likewise, the heart starts drying up. The heart starts drying up, and when the heart starts drying up, the vegetation starts dying off. The vegetation of the heart, the things at the heart, the fruit of the heart that we're coming through, the fruit of ibadat. I see the salah starting to getting missed. The person now his salah is becoming qaza, and that too is not affecting him. One is that the salah is being missed with jamaat, then it's not getting done properly. Then the salah is becoming qaza also, and that too is not affecting the person because of the drought. Now when there's no drought, nothing moves. When there's drought, nothing moves. Everything is now flat. There's no movement. Animals also so, you see, just everything just sitting around. There's no movement because nothing to move for. There's no drive. There's no energy. Now when there's a drought, all the things start dying off. So likewise, when the spiritual drought comes, all the amas start drying off. The salah goes, the person's tilawat goes, then his zikr and dua goes. Then, now when there's a drought and all the vegetation has died off and the fruit and everything is going, but it doesn't remain just like that bare, other things start growing in. But what grows then in drought-stricken areas are thorny trees, bitter fruit. These are the things that start coming up. Now these are the things, these are the weeds. These are the thorny things that start coming. The bitter fruit. Things that are not really of any benefit. So these are the things that now start becoming the problem. On the one hand, the beneficial things have stopped. Then the detrimental things have started coming in. 
So likewise in the spiritual drought, one is that the amal have stopped. But when the amal stopped, it's not that the end of it, that the amal have stopped. In place of that now, all the evils start creeping in. The eyes are now no more under control. The ears are not in control. The person's tongue is not in control. His heart just cannot be controlled. All this is the effect of that spiritual drought. So just as that physical rain is essential for this insan's survival, the spiritual rain is essential for his spiritual survival, for the survival of his ruh. And to the extent that this rain comes and this rain is taken and absorbed, to that extent this will stay alive. And it will keep everything growing and flourishing and lush and green. So, now the issue is that this rain, this is the main thing, that the rain must come. We must present ourselves for the rain. One is there's no rain, we are not going through any rain. So then that's the main problem already. But then sometimes the rain is there, various majalis of tazkir, of this remembrance, of this reminder, whether it's a talk of deen taking place, whether it's a talim in the masjid, whether it's a talim of the home, whether it is some other gathering of zikr, whatever aspects of tazkir there are, that's happening. But despite that happening, sometimes still we see or we feel that the type of benefit that we should be deriving, that doesn't seem to be happening. So what is the issue? Why is that not happening? So while on the one hand, the rain must come, if there's no rain, then that's the end of it already. But supposing the rain comes, but the rain comes, does every piece of land benefit equally from the rain? Abundant rain, and good rain, beneficial rain. One of the du'as of Rasulullah when the rain starts, this du'a, Allahumma sayyiban nafi'a, Allah grant us beneficial rain. Begging Allah Ta'ala for beneficial rain. So this beneficial rain is what kind of rain? Rain that becomes a means of good, a means of prosperity, a means of everything being, uh, everything coming up well. So now this beneficial rain is being asked for. So now this beneficial rain, this is coming. But that land, every piece of land, though the rain is coming, beneficial rain, it's not that very severe rain that washes everything away. Soft, good rain is coming everywhere. But every piece of land doesn't take the same benefit. Some piece of land, it absorbs it in such a way that the next morning it's already lush and green. Overnight already it came to life. Sometimes this, in a drought or in a dry season, everything is suddenly very, very dry and suddenly there's a good rain. The next morning everything starts looking green already. So some piece of land, that is its result. And some land, Nothing. For example, if a piece of land is very, very, it's a steep incline, almost a cliff. Now the rain is coming, but this piece of land is a cliff. So where is that water going to be absorbed? It's all just going to just wash away. There's a piece of land, flat land. But there's all rocks and stones and all kinds of, from everything is all just dumped there. Huge rocks and boulders. Now the rain is coming on that piece of land. 
But where is the water going to go? It's all going to just fall on those rocks and then just wash away somewhere else. Or that land is there, but there's all kinds of pollution that has been dumped on that land. Right somewhere close to one factory, for example. All that factory effluent is all coming and getting dumped on that land. You know, some places this kind of things happen. That whole place becomes completely barren because of that factory pollution that is taking place. So the water is coming, the rain is coming. But then now there's some problem with the land. As a result of which nothing is growing there. Similar is the case of the land of the heart. This is the spiritual land. Now the spiritual land, here again, one is if that land is fertile, all the obstacles from that land have been cleared, then mashallah when that rain comes, that land absorbs that rain. And now when that land has absorbed that rain, things start growing. Sometimes one gathering of deen becomes such a inspiration that a person now suddenly becomes completely geared towards now doing his amal. He was missing his salah, he starts becoming conscious of his salah. He was misusing his gaze, he starts becoming conscious of that and making every effort to stop that. He was involving himself in all kinds of chatting and whatever else. All that, suddenly he gets that himmat and courage to terminate all that. So Alhamdulillah that land absorbed it. And everything started growing. But Allah forbid if they are all rocks and stones and all kinds of things, pollution... And that rain would rain and rain. But till that land is not now sorted out, that will become a very difficult thing to absorb. Now the issue is that what is the way to bring this land to the condition where it will absorb? Because this tazkir is necessary. This is the rain. To give the tazkir and to take the tazkir. Both are necessary all the time. Now, what is going to bring this land into that condition that it is ready to absorb and can absorb? So some of the things, these are the things that now will make this land fertile. The first thing is, what is the niyat? What niyat a person attends a genie gathering with? That niyat will already start determining how much of the rocks have been moved out. It will already start moving rocks out. Now sometimes a person is in a dini gathering, for example. Why is there? So he's there just because of, now he had some appointment with somebody. So that appointment, now that person said, well, I'll meet you after this program. So now he's got no choice but to be part of the program. So now he's sitting there reluctantly, and now he's looking at the watch now. Now my appointment, I hope this talk doesn't go beyond my appointment then. So now his whole focus is now that my appointment mustn't get delayed. So in any case, that too, inshallah, there will be perhaps something that will come into his heart and mind too. But really that already has blocked out a lot of it. Or the person is there just because of some other reason. Then he might benefit something still. It's not, inshallah, this, the gatherings of the discussions about the greatness of Allah Ta'ala and the gatherings of the zikr and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala are not devoid of benefit regardless of sometimes what intention a person attended such a gathering with. But, 
that, that benefit might sometimes be very limited. The first and most important thing is the niyat. What was his intention? The intention is that my heart must become connected to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. My heart must become connected to Allah Ta'ala. My heart must become filled with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. My heart must become filled with the azmat of Allah Ta'ala, the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. The greatness of the ahkam and the commands of Allah Ta'ala must come in my heart. So then I will be very conscious of every command of Allah Ta'ala. Because the greatness of it is in my heart. And the severity of the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, that must come in my heart. How severe this is. This is something I can't take chances with. Now those niyats and the complete obedience of Allah Ta'ala must come into me. Now when that is the niyat, already this has now started plowing that land. Because before planting, the person has to plow. So now this already started plowing that land. It's already started moving out many of the obstacles, many of the rocks and stones and other things that will prevent this vegetation from growing, this crops from coming up. The first thing is the niyat. Then together with that, sometimes there are all these boulders and whatever else. So now the person has to bring something to now move it out of the way or really knock at it hard to break it into pieces. Before a dini gathering, a person engages in some istighfar with the intention of preparing the land of the heart. That my heart must be able to absorb the words of Allah Ta'ala. The guidance and the hidayat that has come from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now he's making istighfar. He has the opportunity, he's making two rakats, nafil first, salatul tawbah, salatul haja. And he's making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Now this dua, this toba, this istighfar, now this toba, that land that was all filled with that pollution, all kinds of filth and pollution was all dumped onto that land. Now the sincere toba and this few tears of regret and remorse, that will renew this land. That will be the cleanup process of this pollution on the land. Like some land gets very polluted now, they have to bring all various kinds of teams to come onto that land and now come and undo all that pollution, absorb it out of the land and bring new sand or soil, whatever it might be. The sincere toba, this istighfar, this will turn the soil, this will remove the pollution. Now that land has become ready for accepting what is going to be rained upon it. So this tazkir is an extremely essential thing. The Sahaba, this was an ongoing thing. Can you imagine the very concise surah of the Quran Sharif, Surah Al-Asr. Now, there's a very, very concise surah. And in this surah, Imam Shafi says, if people truly reflect on this surah, this alone is enough for their guidance. Now, just a short surah like Surah Al-Asr, but because of how comprehensive it is, and it has everything that a person really needs to have in his life. All in this is condensed. Then the details of it are the whole Quran Sharif. Well, as inna linsana lafi khus. Allah Taala takes a qasam by time. Whole detail in this. What, why this qasam by time? And Allah Taala says every the whole of humanity is at a complete loss. So who is not going to be in a loss? Illa ladina amanu wa amilus salihat 
those who have iman, together with the iman, they do righteous actions. And bil haq, bil sabr. They enjoin the rights upon one another, the haq upon one another. They remind one another about what is righteousness. They remind one another about Allah Ta'ala. And they enjoin sabr upon one another. Or Suratul Asr. The Sahaba would meet, we are talking about people who, they were so conscious of Allah Ta'ala, and their hearts were so full, that like a person is in a very, very comfortable environment, now he is in a, on a hot day in an air-conditioned room, so now as soon as he steps out from that air-conditioned room, because he was so comfortable in that place, and the coolness had sort of engulfed him to such an extent, the first step he takes out of that room, he already starts feeling something changed. The first moment already something changed. Something has now, that, that same comfort is not, not there anymore. This was the case with the Sahaba Ikram. As soon as they left the gathering of Rasulullah because of the extent of their consciousness. Now if it was a very, very low level of comfort a person was in, in any case, when he comes out, he doesn't really feel the difference. Inside and outside were like the same for him. But the person was in a very, very high level of it. The slightest difference you will notice it. The Sahaba were at such a high peak of Iman, in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the slightest step outside, they would feel the difference. Obviously that difference was something not in anybody's control. But they noticed it. And as Hanzala radiallahu ta'ala comes out, and he says, Nafaka Hanzala. Hanzala has become a munafiq. What is his condition in the gathering of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And he comes home, and that same feeling is not felt. Nabi sallallahu alayhi pacifies him. This is not nifaq, not hypocrisy. This is just a fluctuation in that very high level, which is not in everybody's control to maintain at that level and peak all the time. And obviously, once a person is not going to be in the immediate gathering of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa it's not going to be possible to maintain that peak. In any case, the point again is that despite them being on this level, yet when the Sahaba would meet, they would meet for anything. They would meet for sometimes some business matter. They would meet for some other work. But they would not part without having one of the two having recited Suratul Asr to the other as part of Tazkir. Now they are at this height of consciousness. They are at this height of remembrance already. And at this height of remembrance, yet when they are meeting with one another, this taskir is ongoing. They met for some work, they met for some other, whatever necessity it was. But now before they parted, and in that work of theirs, in that business of theirs, in, the, in that too there would have been so much of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. But yet before they part, this taskir is taking place. One of them is reciting Suratul Asr to the other, because it's short, it's very very comprehensive. Now it's a very short meeting, so in this time you can't say anything in detail, but at least this much. At least this much which has everything in it. Now this lesson of Tazkir. Why? Because this rain. And this rain is constantly needed for this heart to be watered. And to the extent this heart is watered, and this heart has been prepared to take the water. What is the water is coming, but is the heart, has it been prepared? The niyat has been cleared that istighfar, the tawbah, and the talab, 
that talab, this is part of, very, very essential part of this cultivating of that land, of this, this clearing of that land, of the preparing of that land, the talab, that desire, deep desire, I need to take this tazkir. <coughs> this is my need. One is something out of interest. Now let's see what's, what's out of interest. Or what might be new. So then if it's something not new, it's something that the mind immediately goes, well I heard this previously, already the mind will switch off. And I heard this previously, and I heard it in fact more than one time. I heard it maybe ten times already. But I've heard it ten times, but the rain comes hundred times, and see, well the same rain came last time. The same rain came ten times already. Same thing, rain is coming from hundred years. No, that same rain that came hundred years ago, and the same rain will come now, that same rain is what's watering the ground. It's not new kind of rain. The rain didn't change color. The rain still comes from the sky, same color. Didn't have to make the rain any more fancy. The rain didn't have to come down with flashing lights or anything now, for it to benefit the ground. The same rain in the same condition. Anzalna minas sama ima antahura. In its pristine purity, no need to, the rain didn't have to be made fancy to benefit the ground. In the same simple, colorless, tasteless, odorless, no fragrance also in that water. There's no odor, but no fragrance in that water. It's not something very sweet smelling from far away you get the fragrance. But that colorless, tasteless, that same rain, nothing fancy about it. But that is the essence of all the life. But here this is spiritual rain. This is very different. Far beyond that. This is the rain of the Quran Sharif. This is the rain of the Hadith Sharif. This has every fragrance in it also. This has every, the greatest of taste in it. But this is what now that land has to take, the heart has to take. And in order to be absorbing in it, being absorbed into this heart, it requires this land to be prepared. It requires that talab, that need. This is my need. Like that land requires, it needs that rain for its survival, for it, for it to grow the vegetation. This is the need. Now the person with that talab, Mala Rumi Rahmatullah one couplet of his, in Persian, he says, Ab Kamjo, Tishna Awar Badast. This is Persian. Urdu also has become now barely understood. Persian is even less understood anyway. But nevertheless, the message is very deep. He says, Aab kamjo tishna avar badas ta bajoshad aab azbala vapas. He says, don't worry too much about looking for water. Don't worry too much about looking for water. First create the thirst. Create the thirst. When you create the thirst, the water will gush forth from every place. When the thirst has been created, then suddenly there will be water from everywhere. Hazrat Ismail when the thirst now came, and in the thirst he started as a little baby, but now he started expressing that thirst. But that thirst that he expressed, the barakat in which he expressed it, and as a result of the expression of his thirst, his mother's running, the barakat of that, the end result of that is quenching the whole world up to today, with the water of Zamzam. So when there will be thirst first, the talab. Now when the talab has come, then that rain will be taken in. So with the talab, 
put that need, this is my need, I require this. Then inshallah sometimes a short tazkir also will be very beneficial. Even a short tazkir, a short reminder too, would be very beneficial. Sometimes one line of reminder might become very much more beneficial than a whole couple of hours of reminders. But it is how that has been prepared, how it was taken, what uh, effort was put behind it beforehand to prepare that land. This is that ongoing taskir that we need, that is a reminder that I need, we all need. This is the intention for which we should be attending these majalis, these gatherings, and all gatherings of deen for that matter. As mentioned repeatedly, even the talim that takes place in the masjid is part of the same taskir. That too with the same intention. The talim that we should be having in our homes, that too is this essential taskir. That everyone needs it, everyone in our home needs it, our families need it. Now, and this taskir is sometimes in a home. Now a person, for example, is coming to the masjid, so he's part of some program sometime, the Juma program is attending, he's coming that is, inshallah, he's coming in good time, so he's listening also, so he's benefiting something somewhere. But sometimes the people of the house, one whole week, one whole month, sometimes months have gone by, they haven't heard any deen in the They haven't heard it directly, nobody is bringing it back to them from the masjid. So what happens? The same doubt starts. So now there's a drought at home. Might be some rain outside, but there's a drought at home. Then there's going to be problems. There's going to be all kinds of issues coming up then. So this taskir is required everywhere. All this is part of that taskir. The talim in the home is part of this taskir. So this is what we have to now bring alive everywhere. And with this extra effort behind it, of preparing this land, this refreshing this intention, creating the talab, then inshallah we'll find a very much more greater benefit. The gatherings of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, all this is remembrance is never devoid of benefit. The hadith sharif it comes, that the, those who are in the gathering, the gatherings that are in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, are so beloved to Allah Ta'ala, that anybody who has come for even sometimes without any intention to, Allah Ta'ala won't deprive him also. But, the greater benefit will come to the extent that a person has created that talab. He has rectified his intention. And he has fulfilled the adab, the etiquettes of that gathering. And all the other things that were described and mentioned. In this way that heart will inshallah become quenched with the spiritual rain. And there will be tremendous benefit for him. May Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we keep taking this taskir, we keep making taskir, and in the manner that we are supposed to be preparing this land of our hearts. Maybe all, we, all the time keep preparing this land. And like the land of the earth, there's never a time when it stops being plowed and stops being clean. It's an ongoing process. It was clean and whatever weeded, etc. one month ago, again this month will be weeded again. Again this month or after a while, one crop is gone, again another crop before that is plowed, plowed again. That's an ongoing process. It never finishes off. Likewise the heart. There's no such thing that now it's done. It's never done. Till our last breath, وَعَبُدْ يَرَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ This worship of Allah Ta'ala and Ibadat will continue until the last breath. This too is part of that same Ibadat. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدُ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ 
وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ يَزَ اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْلُ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهُ
تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یارب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائیں میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوالہ اللہ 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 اللہ
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اللهم انا نسالك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك احب الينا من انفسنا واهلينا ومن الماء البارد اله العالمين يا الله او موست مرسيفول موست غريشس موست كايند موست لافينج الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله يا الله فوجيف اول او ميجر ان ماينس سنس يا الله Allah forgive our families ya Allah forgive our friends and relatives ya Allah Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya Allah you forgive all those who have been a means of deen reaching us ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you forgive us and forgive the entire ummah ya Allah Allah remove the hardships and difficulties of the ummah ya Allah remove the pain and suffering of the ummah ya Allah ilahul alamin blow the winds of hidayah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah guide one and all to your pleasure ya Allah Allah guide us all to that which you are pleased with ya Allah save us from that which you are displeased with ya Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with your ta'alluq ya Allah Allah make our hearts be completely clean from all the pollution ya Allah cleanse our hearts from all the evils and vices ya Allah Allah remove the pride the malice the jealousy the ego ya Allah Allah remove the love of dunya from our hearts ya Allah Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah Allah fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of deen ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of the a'mal of deen ya Allah fill our hearts with the mubarak love of the mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and enable us to live his mubarak sunnah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah ya Allah make us your obedient servants ya Allah make us your loyal servants ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah give us the tawfeeq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah ya Allah grant us the tawfeeq of making tilawat of the quran sharif daily ya Allah give us the tawfeeq of zikr and dua daily ya Allah ya Allah enable us to adopt the best akhlaq ya Allah grant us the tawfeeq of adopting the akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah adorn us with that beautiful akhlaq ya Allah adorn us with his beautiful muasharat ya Allah adorn us with the beautiful muamalat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya Allah let our every conduct our every word our every action ya allah let it be tazkir ya allah let it be a reminder for ourselves ya allah let it be a reminder for others ya allah let our every action be dawah towards you ya allah ilahul alamin let us be ambassadors of deen ya allah let us be ambassadors towards islam ya allah let our business become dawah towards deen ya allah let our all our ya allah social matters become dawah towards deen ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to do everything in a way you are pleased with ya allah ilahul alamin you guide us ya allah you protect us ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those are sick give them shifaa kamila ajila mustamirra daima and remove every trace of their ailments ya allah ila like cure from all our spiritual ailments ya allah cure from our physical ailments ya allah ya allah you are alone ash-shafi ya allah 
shifa comes only from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you bless with complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. And all those in any kind of, Ya Allah, terminal illnesses, Ya Allah, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, give complete afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove with the afiyat, Ya Allah. Those are in all kinds of depression, anxiety, worries, Ya Allah. Allah, you remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ram sukoon to the heart, Ya Allah. Ram itminan in the heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Allah, you give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, at the time of our death, Ya Allah, take us on iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Take us on la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. All the work of deen taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua for them. And all those who have raised their hands to this dua. Allah, you are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, grant each one your muhammad, Ya Allah. Grant each one your nisbat, Ya Allah. Make each one your loyal servant, Ya Allah. Make each one, Ya Allah, your true and obedient servant, Ya Allah. Allah, that is our greatest need, Ya Allah. That we become yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for, Allah, grant us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sought refuge from, Allah, you protect us as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shabi musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله